hosting for your tech life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 223, Your Tech Life. Uh, the show where I try and help you with technology, try and inform you about technology, and, and really bring all the technology in your life out into the open and make it work for you. Now, if you've got a problem with technology, that's what I'm here for. That's why that's why I'm on the radio. That's why I'm here on this podcast. That's why I'm here to try and help you with that that problem, that question, that issue. Have you, have you got something you're thinking of buying? Do you need someone to help you validate that that thought process around what you're thinking of buying? Uh, you, you're looking at a new tablet, trying to work out iPad or Samsung or Android or Asus, uh, Toshiba. Who knows what it might be? Try and help you with that chat. Uh, whether something's playing up in your life that's technology-based, try and help you with that as well. It doesn't matter what it is. If you've bought something you want to brag about it, hey, I'm here to, here to, here to hear it, as they might say. Doesn't matter what it is, anything technology in your life. Thank you for listening uh, each and every week over 223 plus weeks. Uh, it's been great fun and uh, I do it each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. Now, um, a few things to talk about this week. Uh, uh, Sonos and, and how it interacts with your home network. Um, we'll talk PVRs. We'll talk Kogan. And we'll talk mobile phones and uh, how to buy an iPhone without getting a credit card, as was my advice last week. You might be interested in, in, in that one. Uh, plus, I've got a, an interesting little app coming your way uh, that'll help you split the bill at your next uh, gathering of friends at a cafe or a restaurant or something. So splitting the bill and getting the cash from your friends is what it's all about. And I'll tell you about that app shortly. Uh, plus, there's some crazy gadgets going around. And the ACMA, the Australian Communications and media authority are trying to stop bill shock, not just globally, but domestically as well. How are they doing it? What do they think they're going to do? Uh, we'll look at that shortly here on Your Tech Life. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Your Tech Life is the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch yourself. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Or you can call 1-800-157-157. Just leave a message, say good day, and uh, we'll get you on the show as soon as we can. Uh, let's go back to calls. Go, Mark. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I went out on the weekend uh, and bought a piece of uh, equipment, Sonos uh, Play Bar. Oh, very nice. So the Sonos systems are the, are the wireless music systems, and the Play Bar is the one that, in theory, sits under your television so that you're getting great quality sound. But you can you plug it in via HDMI still, wouldn't you? Uh, it actually plugs in with an optical Oh, well, even better. Yeah, okay. Yep. yep. And how much did the optical cable set you back, or did that come with it? Uh, that came with it. That's good. Uh, yeah. They're not cheap, mate. Is that right? Okay, yeah. well, they provided that, which was great. That's good. Um, so I've got a Panasonic uh, Viera yep. and um, decided that I uh, uh, wanted to have the play bar to get better sound, but also um, down the track, and I, I know you've talked a little bit about this in the past, are we looking at uh, extending the house and having a loft sure. um, loft conversion? So looking at having sound uh, in, in other rooms uh, wirelessly. So we'll probably uh, purchase more Sonos uh, down the track. 
Right. right. Which is yeah. which is great. I mean, it's not a cheap system in terms of no. overall systems. What did the soundbar set you back? Uh, it was uh, nine... I think it's about 900 at the moment. Yeah, and, and look, not a cheap soundbar. There's definitely cheaper soundbars, but what you're getting with that is two things. You're getting unbelievable quality because there's no doubt Sonos make good quality stuff, but you're also getting the wireless capabilities of sitting there in the lounge room and just saying, you know what, let's put this music on, and boom, it comes on that speaker without the TV being on, and then you've got the expandability in the future of adding a Sonos in, in another room or whatever and either linking them all together or having them all run separate music. So while it's a big investment, it's still pretty awesome. Yes. Now, that's exactly what I thought, but there were a little, couple of little hiccups. So yeah. if I can run through those with you. Yeah, hit me. Um, first of all, um, I presumed that I could just hop onto the iPad, download the Sonos app, uh, and it would all be working from there using the Sonos uh, bridge. Mm. The only thing is... Uh, it uh, looked like it wanted to connect, but then nothing happened. Uh, so I loaded the Sonos app onto my Mac, which is connected to the router uh, via the Ethernet. Yep. That all worked fine. Uh, so then I could actually see the play bar, and, and that was great. So so let's just go back a step. You're on the Mac. You've, you've installed yep. the Sonos software. The Mac is hardwired to the, the, router, the router, and the Sonos is wirelessly connected to the router. The Sonos bridge is also um, ah, the bridge. Ethernet cable to the router right. which is why which is why it worked because what actually happened was I hopped online uh, to an Optus uh, community page and sort of thought maybe somebody else has had a similar problem hmm. and sure enough quite a few people have and <laughs> what it is um, according to uh, an Optus person on that site the Cisco um, modem for some reason is incompatible with Sonos really mm-hmm Seems strange. I it mean, does a, seem strange a router's a router. It's a wireless technology. It's not. It shouldn't be something that differs from router to router. But other people have said this same thing, have they? Yeah, and um, there's a. Well, he, he purports to be a, an Optus guru, so mm. um, I presume that. Um, and it, I, I think he's actually a moderator on the site. He's actually written your current Cisco modem is not compatible with the Sonos system. Wow. So, and suggests that their latest cable modem, the Netgear. CG3000 mm, yes, um, nice. is, is compatible and I rang Optus and, and, and as per the, the website they say yes they're happy to send it out uh, for an $80 charge including the courier fee um, to, to see if that will work and apparently it will but they've also warned me there are a few issues still with this new modem. Uh, I, I find that staggering I mean you know, I'd like to say that, uh, you know, you plug the Netgear in, it'll just work. But I would have never thought that a particular router would cause a problem with a, a Sonos system. As I say, uh, the interesting thing is, as you rightly point out, the Sonos bridge, which is just another part of the Sonos componentry, is what really communicates with the speaker. So as Correct. long as the bridge is plugged into the router, then anything should wirelessly connect. Have you had any other networking issues with that Cisco router? No, I find it staggering. I really do. But, yeah, but no. you know, the, the good thing is this is why we have communities online. This is why we have customer service and, and conversation happening online. You, you can really find those answers. And if you're getting that, you know, pretty much direct from the source in terms of someone that, that's got a reputation. Yeah. And the only thing you do in these situations just for other people when they're looking at forums is just make sure you, you can check the, 
credentials of the of the user that's saying things and not by trying to find out where they work but just by looking at how many posts they've made so if you're on a whirlpool style forum you you look and see whether they are a regular poster because if they're regular and they're crap people would have said so and and, and you'll see their reputation right in yeah, front this, of you this guy's got 1300 posts so yeah. so he knows what he's talking about mate I would say so. So are you basically <laughs> just, just nervous about getting the, the Netgear upgrade from, from I'm Office? only nervous in that this one works fine for everything else that I do. Yeah. Uh, and I'm you know not uh, overly um, knowledgeable when it comes to setting up modems. So it's always a challenge mm. uh, each time you get a new one. Yep. But because the other option I considered was just, I guess, hanging a, a, another router off the Cisco. And would that solve the problem well yes it would so for example i have a netgear cable modem with telstra and uh and what it has on it is it's set up as what they call a bridge so it's set up just to bring the internet into the house and do nothing more with it and then i have a netgear router behind it and that's my main router so it's quite possible that you could just plug in another router uh and and they have that act as your whole home network. But the, but the problem is you're going to spend a couple of hundred dollars on that router, whereas you've got an $80 option to upgrade your, your but, modem but to, to a compatible guess, router. Trevor, that you would then perhaps recommend, a, you know, there must be some routers that are particularly well-known for having a good wireless capability. Oh, uh, you know, these days it is, it's difficult to find bad wireless technology. Now, okay. The only thing I'd be saying is future-proofing-wise, you know, are you going to go down the track of having wireless AC in your home in the years ahead, and should you be future-proofing? Sonos isn't wireless AC yet, nor does it need it. Um, my, my gut feeling is get the Netgear upgrade. For 80 bucks. it, it seems like the simple thing to do, and I, I really do think the risk is low that it will cause any other issues. And frankly, if it doesn't work with the Sonos, then it's something to do with the Sonos, not, not your router. I had, I've had no problem setting up my Sonos. Right. Um, and, and, and and I would have sat here uh, on on well yesterday morning wasting my long weekend uh, tearing my hair out mm. uh, if I hadn't found this uh, website because I kept sort of trying to connect trying to connect with the, both the phone uh, the iPhone and the iPad yeah. and neither of them wanted to work yeah I, I think your best bet is definitely the um, okay. the the upgrade router if you can afford All the right. eighty bucks go for it it's either that or you spend a lot more to basically have the same risk yeah okay well I'll, I'll give that a try. Uh, because um, that, that's an offer they've made, so we'll see how it goes, and yeah. I'll come back to you and let you know. I'd love to know, yes. Yeah, so I would I would be very interested to hear what, what the outcome is. Because... Okay, Trevor, one final question. Yeah, then. mate, yeah. Um, and it concerns the, the actual television itself, the Panasonic cool. Gaviera. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Sonos suggests before you uh, actually connect is to um, find a way of, I guess, cancelling out the internal speakers of the Yeah, TV. so that you're getting the beauty of sound through just the Sonos, not through the crappy little speakers in the television. Correct. And the good thing is with the Sonos that it actually um, very happily um, uh, works out uh, which remote you're using and can actually I can actually see it uh, going up and down um, oh, okay. straight from the TV remote. It's worked it out very quickly. Right. The only problem is with the Panasonic Viera... I can't find anywhere in either the manual or online help uh, where to actually um, set the internal speakers mm. to, I guess, zero. When you push the volume up and down, does it turn the volume up and down on the Sonos and the television or just the Sonos? Correct, at the moment on both. Uh, so I've got around that by <laughs> using the, uh, the Foxtel IQ box volume because that's what we tend to watch. 
Yes. But um, it would be helpful, you know, I guess, if you're watching digital TV just through the free-to-air. So what uh, you've done is you've set the Sonos to a certain level and you've set the TV I've to set zero. The Sonos to a certain level, yeah, exactly. And then you use the Foxhole. I've got bad news for you. It's, it's uh, whether you call it a bug or an oversight, it's not possible in the Panasonic Viera. I've, I've read about this. It's just not possible to disable the, um, the, the, the sound, the internal sound. Yeah, interestingly enough, that's what I thought, but I have read in a couple of places that there is a hotel setting. Ah. Uh, whereby you go just, to I'd just be worried television that, that disables something else, though. Possibly, yes. Mm. So, so you think it's a Panasonic bug? Yeah, well, I think it's just a feature they never put in. Essentially. Right. Okay. Now, unless they, they they give you a firmware upgrade in the future, your best bet is 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 opening it up and and literally cutting the wires. But you're not going to want to do that. So no, okay. You've found so a solution. The, the, current, un- the current workaround exactly. works, so <laughs> that, that, that may be the solution. Unfortunately, it sounds like it. Okay. Fantastic. All right, mate. Well, uh, let All me right. know what happens with the router, and um, and if I hear anything about the Panasonic, I'll let you know. But um, good luck with it in the meantime. Fantastic. Thanks again thanks, for your mate. help as usual, Trevor. Good on you, mate, and thanks for getting in touch. Yes. Bye bye. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. You can get me on the website, eftm.com.au. Read about technology, cars, whatever it might be, eftm.com.au. If you've got a question, a problem, or anything about technology, call 1-800-157-157. We'll get back to call shortly, but... Interesting to to play around with new apps, and uh, every every week I have to find new apps to talk about. Um, radio stations around the country love to hear about apps and fun stuff, and often, in fact, only a couple of weeks ago, I think it was while I was at CES, we were talking about Apple buying for God knows how many millions of dollars some little app that a little Melbourne guy came up with. Well, wouldn't these two next blokes like to be the next multi-million dollar purchase from some sort of big company? But in the end, the main thing they've got going for them right now is if you Google app developer Canberra, they're number one on the search results. And that's uh, Andrew and Zach on the line. G'day, boys. How are you doing? Hey, Trevor. Good, thanks. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Now, your crazy little idea comes from the the, the need to manage expenses and, the, and get rid of the awkwardness of splitting bills. That, that's right. Yeah, basically, the idea came to us from a social situation very much like that. We'd all paid for the curry, eaten it. It was fantastic. Um and one person was left to chase up basically the rest of our mates to, to get the money back off of them. So the app is called Quickly Pay. Uh, the website is quicklypay.it, uh, as in quickly pay it. Um, yeah. You know, basically, t- t- talk me through. So you, uh, I go to Canberra. Um, we go out to, out to lunch. We have a great lunch. You know, no way I'm expecting you to pay, and God knows I'm not paying for you. So <laughs> we leave. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I pay the bill originally. How do I get my money from you using Quickly Pay It? Sure, sure. So suppose you paid with cash or credit card or how, however you go about it with, with the cafe yeah. uh, or, or the restaurant, for example. So then, No, it's uh, just a cafe. Just don't get too excited, boys. <laughs> right, right. So you, you whip out the app and because uh, you have both of our phone numbers, you uh, pick our, our uh, names from, from your phone contact list. And I hit bill. You type the amount and the description, so it'd be you know lovely bruschetta, whatever we happened to have had. And uh, we both we both get a push notification if we have the app. Mm-hmm. If we don't have the app, we just get a text message and can download it. And from there, we have the choice. Us as the uh, moochers of the food, you see, <laughs> we have the choice of paying with either credit card, uh, like most people, or um, if we're really cool, we can pay with Bitcoin. And at the end of the day, you receive the funds in your account. Uh, 
in Australian dollars. Your yeah, banking account. We'll, we'll talk about Bitcoin in a minute because you probably need to educate me even more on that than what I know. But so I'm just I'll just send you a, an basically come through as an SMS unless you've got the app and if you if you don't have the app it encourages them to download the app and through that make the payment via let's say credit card and and the cash ends up in my bank account. What's in it for you as the developer? Why? Sure. So so really our motivation behind this was to to sort of disrupt this industry. We realized there's no uh, there's no easy solution to this now. People are going around hassling their friends or not hassling their friends out of social awkwardness and uh, no one's really realized that there has to be a better solution than the existing methods. So we built this app and of course like we have to make money too. So there is a small fee associated with the transaction um, but at the moment we've got a bit of a promotion going so fees are low and um, yes. In the future, so if the fee is a small, very small percentage of the cost, in the future, can you can I set it so that it splits the bill and adds the adds the the service fee on top, kind of thing, like a cab charge, you know, adds the ten percent on top, so that I'm still getting back, you know, if I paid if I paid thirty bucks, you each owe me ten bucks. Um, can I make it so it charges you kind of ten dollars plus the couple of percent, so that I get my full ten bucks? That's that's right. Yeah. Look, at the moment, at the moment, as I said, we're running a promotion just to test how how the fees go. But it's definitely a, a much requested feature is to push push the fees onto <laughs> the payers. But definitely, yeah, that's one of the top um, near near the top of the list of requested features for us at the moment. So you reckon the issue is people, um, and, and it's it's probably quite true. And and maybe um, this sounds kind of egotistical or, or kind of eccentric, but. You know, when it is only 10 bucks, you don't worry about it and you, you're not worth the social awkwardness as you describe it. Obviously, if it was a couple of hundred, you'd chase like buggery. But, you know, if it's only a small amount, you're not going to go chasing. And so what you're saying is just make it easy. Send a text and it, it, it does the chasing for you. That, that's definitely a part of it. The other part of it you'll find is that when you're in group environments, it adds up very quickly. So in the example that I think we started off with, mm. uh, when you're talking about five or six different people, it's 10 bucks per person. But then one person has to foot, you know, a $50, $60 bill. True, yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where the, the, the awkwardness comes about. Individually, I can't really chase you up because it's only ten bucks. You, you know, I would probably feel like a cheap person. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, I can't really ignore that it's a sixty-dollar hit. And, and this obviously points to the idea that there's a lot of restaurants that actually have a policy against splitting bills. That's right. That's right. And, and people just accept this as a as a normal day-to-day thing when really it's it's obscene. Like they should just accept everyone paying. So, well, Zach said he can't he can't ignore. That ten dollars, we've sort of flipped this around and made it a, a social sort of almost peer pressure. So if if there's five of us, there's Andrew, Zach, Trevor, and Joe and Pete. When Pete pays, uh, pays you for the lunch, Joe gets a push notification that says Pete paid, Zach paid, Andrew paid, and he can sort of see we've all paid. Yep. So it's it's not not forcing you to go out of your comfort zone and hassle these people to give you your ten bucks. Doesn't yep. make you cheap. Just makes everyone accountable and socially aware that you indeed didn't pay yet. So, you, you know, you develop apps, uh, and I wouldn't mind talking quickly about my bus in a minute, but, you know, how do you, how do you survive in this app world? It's ridiculous. There's millions of the things. Um, and, and, you know, to be frank, that you're not the only one doing exactly this. Obviously, everyone's slightly different, and we'll talk about Bitcoin in a second. But, I mean, even Commonwealth Bank, I think, and a couple of other banks have some sort of ability for you to kind of push money between friends via text messages or something is it just a matter of your app specifically and only does this and that's what that's your point of difference it's kind of so i mean the, the the main point of difference in the way we'd like to push it out is that we we capture the story behind the payment so if you look at apps like you know Kaching and i think an app came out with them recently it really is about sending and receiving money um, which is important but really everything that's behind that is is kind of missed 
So, for example, you know, if, if we went out to uh, a movie, which we recently did in New Sleepy Fair to split the bill, we talked about organizing the event. We talked about, you know, what session time was best. We talked about the, the movie after the fact. And, you know, there was, uh, we watched um, The Wolf of Where, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, was it? Yep. Yeah. And so it, it was that whole social context that was behind the payment. Um, so when you talk about banking apps, that's all missing. Um, if, if you do receive a, a bank transfer via Kaching or um, any, or even a normal bank transfer via you know your your web banking, yep. you're limited to just this little description of like however many characters, and that's all you get. Ah, you have right. no idea what where the payments come from or or any any of sort of that that accountability side of it either. Yep. No, that's good stuff. And so you can you can in the app say you can go back to a purchase that happened three months ago and go, what about Zach? He's dudded me. He didn't pay me the ten bucks. <laughs> that's exactly that's the point. right. And we have a special button for that. Actually, it's called the poke button. <laughs> we push the poke button. It pokes everyone who hasn't paid. So subtly saying, hey guys, I wouldn't mind the ten bucks. The wording is the, the wording is subtle. You're right. Do do check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So talk to me about Bitcoin. Okay. Now here's what I know about Bitcoin. I've done a million interviews about it because I can explain the basics of it. Right. But what I and in fact I, I got a um, you know verified or whatever the hell you call it on Mount Gox or whatever the heck it is. So I thought about buying a Bitcoin for a thousand dollars the other day, and then I went, "You're an idiot. Stop it." Um, how, how does is, what's the what's the subcurrency of Bitcoin? If if Bitcoin is the dollar, what's the cent? Is there a, a just a decimal point of Bitcoin? Is there? That, that's right. Yeah, I mean the the advent, the attraction of Bitcoin, in fact, is that you can break it down into um, trillions. Um, in oh. fact, the the creator. That'll be a trillionth of a Bitcoin. That's, that's right. You can, in fact, make that transfer. And uh, the smallest unit of transfer is some phenomenally small amount. And the creator of Bitcoin actually reserved that as his own. He named it the Satoshi, that, that tiniest unit of Bitcoin. But most people won't be dealing in that amount. They'll just have, they'll have bought 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin um, a while ago. And they want to do something with it because at the moment there's not a lot. If you could pay your friend back for the movies instead of with your cash and you've got Bitcoin lying around. Um, why, why not use it for that? Yeah, okay. All right. Well, if 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 I if I get the let's literally let's not get this. If I get the balls to buy a bitcoin for a thousand bucks, I'll send you a trillionth of a bitcoin as a donation because just because of just just for fun because I don't know anyone else I could send a bitcoin to. <laughs> Frankly, um, just just back on uh, on your history. What? Um, tell me about the the MyBus app uh, in, in Canberra now. This is this sounds to me like the public transport app, like TripView or something that I use in Sydney. Uh, is it that the that the public transport system they didn't have their own app and you went out and, and built one, or did you build it for them? Uh, no, no, uh, quite. We, we we built it for ourselves. So um, I used to live in a place uh, where there was a bus stop right outside my house, and then there was a fifteen minute hike to an interchange where the buses came by every fifteen minutes. And the bus stop outside my house, the bus came by once every hour. Um, and it was always an internal struggle because I'd hate walking outside to my bus stop outside and never know whether I missed the bus, should I wait another hour, you know, five minutes late. So I'd start walking to the new change and inevitably the bus would zoom by me every time. Um, so I thought it would be a really good idea to kind of see where the bus was in real time. Uh, so, you know, I could actually see whether I missed it concretely. Um, and so we, we, we built an app. Uh, we approached the AC government and offered to build it for free. We just wanted the data. Um, and they basically told us to, you know, piss off and, uh, we got a bit of media coverage out of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, people started using our app and we've made a a number of iterations, uh, since. So do you now get real time data? No, no. So yeah, they're, they're, they're they're dragging their heels. The, the 12 and a half million dollar tender is delayed and delayed and delayed. And eventually, eventually we'll get the real time data. 
Um, but when, when we do, we'll integrate into the app. But in the meantime, I think, uh, I think it's 48,000 48, people in Canberra out of the 400,000 roughly people who live here um, have downloaded it and use it. Um, so we're, we're sort of getting some traction. We don't make any money from it. I was going to say, a, are you monetizing that at all or is this just a way of proving that you're damn good at developing? Well, recently we decided to uh, add a feature that allows you to recharge your uh, – in Canberra you have a bus card, uh, yep. a digital bus card. Um, called the MyWay card, and yep. we think we've uh, included the world's first uh, app that lets you recharge or catch public transport using Bitcoin. So you can recharge your bus card using Bitcoin or, of course, credit card. Mm. Um, and at, so far, people people have started started to use it gently. And yeah, similarly, we're charging a small small fee. Um, yep, on the top. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. And look, just finally on Bitcoin, uh, um, it's safe to say I'm pretty sure I can make this this prediction. You haven't actually had a transaction occur other than your own and testing <laughs> uh, on either the um, the Quickly Pay or the bus app via Bitcoin, have you? No, so it's early Just days. We, we... Apple Apple only approved us um, not not too many uh, not too many days ago. Yeah, right. I think yeah, two days ago, Apple sort of helped us drag, drag our feet a little bit. But yeah, we're definitely uh, definitely waiting for, for that for that first Bitcoin transaction. I want to interview the first person that uses Bitcoin to buy something or, or certainly recharge their bus ticket. That would be very cool. Just look for the fanfare and the fireworks in Canberra. You'll know what it happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me first. I want to be there before the fireworks. You get me? <laughs> we'll tell you, Trevor. No All right. Way. So Quickly Pay is the name of the app if you search the, the iTunes store. Coming for Android soon or no? Uh, live, live on both, actually. Oh, moment. beautiful. Good work. That's a very common question, as you would well know. Was <laughs> it difficult to, is it difficult for you still to develop on both platforms or has it become easier? Oh, we sort of do do both. The graphics and, and other elements we do reuse, but basically, yeah, you just have to do it twice, do the hard slog, and it, it's really worth it at the end of the day. You get two high-quality native apps and um, support both iPhone and Android users. All right, quickly pay, search for it, or go to the website quicklypay.it or quicklypay.it, very Italian uh, domain name for those that are wondering how you get such a cool name. Um, good luck, boys. Sounds excellent. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks so much, Trevor. Thanks very much, and thanks for your time. Uh, you can check it out at quicklypay.it. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, I tell you about Garmin each and every week, and uh, a product I came across on the Garmin website I'm looking forward to getting my hands on is the Garmin VivoFit. It's a fitness band that moves at the pace of your life, learns your activity level, assigns your personalized daily goal, displays steps, calorie distance, and monitors your sleep because it's got a display right there on the wristband, pairs with a heart rate monitor for fitness activities, has a one-year battery life, water resistant so you can also save plan and share your progress on the garmin connect website so you already know the active steps you can take can now improve your overall overall wellness today tomorrow and well into your future and while it seems simple to get out of that chair and move more often making it sticks another thing and that's where the vivo fit can turn good intentions into lifelong habits it's the only fitness bands that greets you with a personalized daily goal tracks your progress and reminds you when it's time to move. So it learns your current activity level and assigns you an attainable daily goal. And as you meet those milestones, it'll adjust the goal for the next day, gradually nudging you to a healthier lifestyle. And I think that's what I need. I mean, it's all well and good for me to have a goal. It's all well and good for me to know whether I'm hitting or missing that goal, but I need, I need someone to help me. And it reminds me of the Garmin um, you know, sports watches that train you and push you to train that little bit harder. This is just about basic health and fitness uh, activity. If it can set me a goal that makes me try and achieve a better goal in that day and actually works to my lifestyle, 
That's an amazing product. And it's called the Vivo Fit. It's from Garmin. And it's about 149 bucks recommended retail. So check it out in store and go to the website, garmin.com.au for more information. Garmin.com.au. And thank you for listening to Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life is the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can go to the website, eftm.com.au anytime and, and listen to previous shows, read about news, sport, technology, lifestyle, mainly cars and, and technology. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, let's go back to calls. G'day, Veronica. Hey, Trevor. How can I help you? Uh, I've just got a question. See what your recommendations, what you think would be a good choice mm-hmm. um, for uh, PDRs. Personal PVR, video personal recorders. video recorders. Is that what they're called? It's, yeah. yeah, it's funny. I'm looking right here on my studio desk. I have a VHS recorder. Back in the day, eh? I thought yes. I'd, I oh, thought I'd whip out... I've got one. It, it would work perfectly if I bothered to plug it in, but who needs one of those now? Well, I'll get, but I'll give you a tip. I, I found a whole stack of videos on the weekend that I wanted to kind of quickly look at and maybe save <laughs> as, a, as, an, as a video file on the computer. Well, I think this thing needs a head cleaning because you know, it's not, not working very well. So you've got to remember that if they sit for too long, they probably need a bit of work. So anyway, yeah. what's, um, what's your experience with PVRs? Have you had one before? or? Well, only um, I've had a TiVo since 2009. That's a PVR. And yeah. I love my TiVo. And I have a friend whose TiVo has just died big time. Um, and mine's quite a bit older than hers. Mm. And I'm sort of worried now because I've been looking on the um, what the 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 journals online yep. about people asking questions, uh, what are they called? Um, forums and things like forums, that. Forums, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very negative about Portivo. Yep. It's not a lot of positivity Well, the problem is, what's happened is TiVo uh, was brought into this country by Channel 7. A company mm. was, was started by Channel 7 and mm. look, I think unfortunately it just didn't go as well as they might have hoped and um, and that's that's just disappointing for them, but it meant that they can't put the money behind the support of it. And so mm. some of the features that exist in the States don't exist here. Um, there's been problems with the EPG. So, yeah, it's probably not a platform I'd jump behind right now. So you're okay at the moment. Is that what you're saying? And you, oh, you yes. Just, you just wanna... I have never had a problem with mine. So um, I'm just sort of anticipating is this thing to be um happening and uh well i'm waiting to see what my friend if she can get it repaired because her tivo's still under warranty oh, okay. so I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be the case but mm. i've never had a problem with mine if that tivo doesn't fix for itself right well that's good that's good to know and it means you know you don't have to rush um i i i see no reason why you need to rush out but no I'm, no but i just needed some is, advice yeah the problem is yeah. when it does happen it'll be that time when you want every episode of my kitchen rules and you just can't, you know what i mean it'll be something really annoying that yes, you really exactly. really need yeah yes. there's well, a lot of the, i've got a lot of stuff on my tv hmm. that i haven't watched it's just one of those things that just keeps accumulating and it i'd be i'd be very disappointed if i lost it like no ma- my neighbor is yeah, no, no matter what happens in the future when that box dies whether it's through TiVo's lack of support or just through old age, you will lose whatever's on it. Yes, so, so you, I, I, I realise yeah, that. Yeah, so be ready for that. So back to the, to the new end of town, the good news is they are, they are very easy to, to get these days. You know, JB Hi-Fi, um, Harvey Norman, whatnot, they, um, they sell lots of different TiVos. Now, what mm. I would be looking for is, um, is one that either has or has, has talked about Freeview support. Freeview Plus is another mm. brand you're going to see in the coming months. Um, Humax is a good brand. 
Top Field is a good brand, and mm. nearly all of the big companies make some sort of set-top box mm-hmm. because it's the standard now to basically make a box that receives television and records onto a hard drive. So mm. it won't be that hard. The problem is some of the things that you get with TiVo that were the reason TiVo was so good is it maybe maybe will be lacking, you know, whether it's, mm. you know, you track a, track an actor and it, it records yeah. everything therein and those kind of things. Yeah. Maybe you won't find that again, but... But you'll get the basics of here's an electronic program guide, press record, and please record all of these. That kind of stuff will be there in, in most PVRs. So I don't think you'll have a problem going out and getting one. When TiVo first started, it really was one of the only things in the market. Mm. Yes. So I think you'll be one okay. Of, yeah, one of the better things. <laughs> well, and it was. And, and unfortunately, yeah. it, it's, it's still damn good. It's just unfortunate that... It, it just hasn't caught on, and there's there's too many other in the market, so therefore it's hard for people to even think about um, needing all the features that are in the TV. And there's no way you could buy, like, one in the United States no. and bring it over. No, you'd be very wary about that because it's all about the software. So it's all about the software mm, yeah. that lives on it and, and drives it. TV doesn't talk to many things. That's right. And, and and TiVo needs to needs to work perfectly, or it won't work at all. Yeah. So you definitely in this area, you definitely want something with local support, local warranty, and local know-how, and that is mm-hmm. you know our television networks, all those kind of things. What's the media center? How does the media center work to record? Um, a friend told me she's got a media center, and right. I don't really understand. So Windows had a uh, had a pro- program which really isn't isn't big in the new version of Windows, but. Um, in Windows 7, it was quite good. It was just simply you, you could plug a, uh, a TV um, receiver into your, into your computer and you could use Windows to record all your TV shows. It was fantastic, very much like TiVo in a very basic scale. Is that still available? Yeah, it's... it's I've got a Windows 7. Uh, well, on Windows 7, it probably is. But to be honest, Veronica, you've got to have your, t- you've got to have your computer plugged into the TV. You've got to have a, oh. a, an audio, a, a TV card receiver okay. in, the, in the computer. More trouble than it's worth. You're yeah, basically that, better off. that's right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think, I think for now, breathe. It's not everyone that's suffering. One of yeah. your friends has disappointingly had this happen, but it's not going to happen to you tomorrow. Um, you'll be okay. Um, just maybe suss the market out over the next couple of weeks, get a sense in your mind what it's going to cost you, 100, 200, 300, mm-hmm. and then bingo, just keep that money aside. Because when it happens, you can just go and buy one and don't, and don't stress. Yeah, I guess so. All right. So at this point in time, sad for your friend, but don't stress. Right. So you think Humax and Topfield are the ones, the market they're, leaders? They're good, they're good names they're that good jump ones. right out at me straight away. Yeah. All right. Very good. Good okay. on you, Veronica. I knew you'd have some kind of... Plan. Well, if anything, I could just set you at ease and not and help you not worry. And uh, my condolences to your friends, TiVo. <laughs> yeah, I've already said that many times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good on you, Veronica. Thanks for getting in Thank touch. Thank you. Thank you very much, Trevor. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au or call 1-800-157-157. <laughs> So we've talked a lot about bill shock and especially international bill shock and how, uh, you know, it's it's annoying to get tens of thousands of dollar bills, let alone hundred dollar bills from your telco when you go overseas. Well, there's a bigger problem, a much bigger problem in the mobile telco space, and that's domestic bill shock. The, the amount of extra money we spend over and above what we think are our plans and um, and and we, we willingly pay it just because we need that extra data. So let's say you've got a 500 meg data plan on your mobile phone every month for your $50 a month plan. 
If you go, if you use 600 meg, you're being charged by the megabyte for the extra 100 meg. Now, what happens when you're at home on your home cable or ADSL broadband is when you hit your limit, most ISPs don't charge you more. They just slow you down so that you can't really use much. You can't really cost them that much more money. But if you really need it, you can ring them up and have that conversation. It happened to me just this month. I uh, as, as obviously went to Las Vegas to CES and just before going, I was introduced to the TV show Breaking Bad. And I downloaded every single episode from iTunes onto my iPad because I wanted it for the flight. I didn't want to love it and then not have every season and all that kind of stuff. So 62 episodes I downloaded. Well, didn't that break out home data allowance? I got home and it was all really slow. I rang Telstra, my, my cable provider, and they told me obviously what was going on. And I, I said, put me on the next plan. It took 24 hours. That was a painful 24 hours to get to the next plan and actually get my data back. And now I know my usage, and I rarely go to that limit, so it's not really an issue for me. But I didn't have to pay more. It was my choice to pay more. Why shouldn't that happen with our mobile phone? Why shouldn't it just be that when I hit my gigabyte limit, if I've got a gig of data, it slows down or just stops working? Probably slows down is the better idea. And if I want to get more data, I ring up and I add a pack on. Vodafone's got data packs. I think they've all got data packs. But why should it be not my choice to put that on? Why should you charge me by the megabyte? Optus has a really cool thing called Optus My Plan where you bump automatically up to the next tier. That's good. It's not, not a lot of bill shock then. But ACMA, the Australian Communications Media Authority, is saying, hey, guys, stop with the gouging. $1.5 billion a year in Australia, allegedly, according to ACMA, is spent by Aussies, that's just a calculation they're making, on on excess data fees on their mobile plans. Bill shock, as they call it. And whether it's you on a $60 plan getting charged 70 or whether it's you on a $70 plan getting charged 200 it's bill shock. Uh, so the ACMA believed that we should be throttled, is what it's called, slowed down on the internet if we uh, use all of our data. Um, I tend to agree. I, I like the idea. You're getting a text message warning you that you're getting there. So it's all your responsibility. I really like the idea. I don't know why Choice Magazine's against it. I'd love to know what you think. What, what do you think? Is, is that the right approach? Is that the way to control your data limits by not charging you more, but by slowing you down and letting you think about it? Ball's in your court as a user, but so many of us just ignore it and don't pay any attention to that extra 5 10 or $15. And you only really pay attention when you get a big, big, big bill. So what do you think? Let me know. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Send me an email. Uh, get in touch. I'd love to know what you think. Or you can go on Twitter, at Trevor Long. So twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. Uh, send me a note. I'd love to know what you think of the ACMA plans to, um, to, to throttle your data limit as opposed to charging you more. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Alrighty, Your Tech Life episode 223. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Now, I was talking to um, uh, Peter Bell, who's the afternoon announcer at 6PR. I do a regular spot there every Tuesday, and we were talking about crazy, crazy gadgets. Now, this story uh, was uh, on News Limited, so news.com.au, by Harry Tucker, young bloke who's just taken over there as an online technology reporter. Um, he, he's a, I guess you call him a Twitter friend of mine. Um, we talk on Twitter now and then. And he's pulled together this list of just crazy, 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 crazy gadgets. So it starts with 
starts with, get this, and I actually don't mind this idea, metal detecting thongs. So instead of waving a wand around, the metal detection happens in the sole of the thong while you walk along and you get an alert, hopefully via some sort of headphones or something like that. I think it's a great idea. Um, the next one is, is stupid, literally stupid. It's called the keyboard jeans. So built into your keyboard, in, into your jeans, sorry, is a keyboard, a working keyboard. That's stupid. An LCD belt buckle. Now, this is as you would expect, a normal belt buckle, but it's got like a two-inch screen or three-inch screen on the front and a little SD card slot or a capacity inbuilt, and you can load photos on it. So it'll rotate your photos from a photo gallery or put a logo on. I mean, really, are you that vain? But this is where it gets worse. The finger nose stylus. This is a complete G-up. Using your finger on your phone, as Harry says, can be so tiresome. Luckily, you can chuck this sucker on your nose and use it to control your phone instead. So essentially, it's a Pinocchio nose with an iPod pointer on the end. I think that's ridiculous. Seriously. That's ridiculous. So, the Bluetooth handset glove. This is a kicker. I like this. So if you're in New York or something and you've got big gloves on because it's so cold and snowy, well, this glove is Bluetooth enabled. You, you squeeze, you know, like you're pretending you're on the phone with your finger, your little finger down to your mouth and your thumb up to your ear. Well, this has got a, a speaker in your thumb and a, and a microphone in your finger so that you can actually talk via Bluetooth. It might be a G up, but it's a great idea. Uh, second last, the video game massage controller. Basically, it's a, it's a vest your wife might wear. It's got all the PlayStation or Xbox controls built into it, and you push them and, and, and grab them and whatnot as you're playing the game, and it gives your wife a massage. That's just stupid because what happens if you're just pressing the A button all the time? She's going to get a, a bruise on a on a, on the one side. And this is where it goes completely out of control. I don't know what Harry was looking at when he came up with this one, the solar bikini. So you're out there, you've got your little bikini on, but it's actually all solar panels. It's charging a battery pack, and you can charge your iPod with it. Hello? Hello? That's insane. Check it out at news.com.au. Uh, wacky crazy gadgets I guess if you search for news.com.au and solar bikini you'll see what I'm talking about and thanks for listening Your Tech Life is the name of the show you can go to the website eftm.com.au or you can call 1-800-157-157 if you've got a question a problem doesn't matter what it is about technology uh, your tech life eftm.com.au let's go back to calls g'day uh, Alan oh, g'day Trevor how can I help you mate what's happening how are you going good mate um, I, was just, I was listening to your show last week and I heard the gentleman on there who wanted to get one of the new iPhone 5S's I, th- and, I think um, from memory I'm his his wife sure. had the newer one he had the oldest <laughs> one and I, I remember we were talking about the idea of being off a contract is great but then not having the latest phone being a drama I think I even did the whole crazy suggestion of getting a credit card just to just to just to do it. You did. That's what. Yeah, that's what made me um, ring in. Cringe. Me. Did it make it's you a, cringe? Probably a better way of doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a better way of doing it. So my daughter wanted one as well, mm-hmm. and um, she was the same thing. She didn't want to go on contract. Yep. And at the time, Apple were doing um, interest-free twelve months. Um, you can get them through the through the um, Apple store. I, I did have a look online. I noticed it's down to six months now. Right. But, I, you know, you can buy it interest-free over six months, actually, direct from the Apple store itself. It's like Harvey Norman, you know, the 55-month interest-free and I, all that. 
That's essentially what it is, I isn't it? I think they use the same company, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm on the <laughs> website they're, they're, right now. I see what you're saying. It's um, yeah. uh, GE uh, being a huge... go cards. That's it, GE Finance. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. okay. So that yeah. may be a better way of doing it, if you, as long as you keep up the payments, of course. Six months interest-free, and that applies to any product over 150 bucks. So it certainly applies to an iPhone. It applies to nearly everything they should sell, sell I should think. <laughs> well, Apple TV... You're buying anything for less than $150. Apple TV would be the only thing that comes to mind that's under $150. <laughs> yeah, that would, be, that, that would be about it, yeah. Mate, that's an excellent so suggestion. That... Excellent suggestion. I'm glad you told yeah. me about that. I wouldn't have known otherwise. No, nor would I until we was looking up for our daughter. Yeah, so, perfect. Yeah, that's what we discovered. So. Good man. Hopefully that will help him out. Yep, hopefully he'll have a nice new phone now. Good one. Good on you, mate. Thank you for that suggestion. Okay, then. Thanks very much, Trevor. Hey, um, you you also and had a question I've about the Kogan. I've got another question for you. I do, yeah, because I noticed that you're probably one of the only people I should think in this country who's actually seen it. Yeah. Um, I saw lots of press releases about Kogan releasing a 4K TV. Yeah. I think they said it was going to be up for a pre-order before the end of the month, but I've not noticed anything yet. Oh, that's because a good I'm, point. I'm looking to replace our TV because as yeah. it is about seven years old, it's a 50-inch Samsung plasma, and it's only 720p, Ooh. which I'm quite happy, well, was quite happy with until um, our daughter got a 1080p <laughs> and TV you see the difference. Christmas. And I, look at her. <laughs> yeah. I look at hers now and think, actually, ours doesn't look as good as I, I thought it did. So, But I know every, everything's probably going to be going over to 4K in the... In the next, because if we buy a new TV, obviously we want it to last a few years. Yeah. So I know you can't really get a lot of 4K content at the moment. Mm. But I was just wondering if um if you played uh, Blu-rays and DVDs through them, I know they can upscale. Yep. Would a Blu-ray on a 4K TV upscaled look better than a Blu-ray on a 1080p TV? The the answer to that question is yes. Um, I think a, a Blu-ray upscaled on a 4K TV would look better. Now, the secondary question you haven't asked, but I'm going to ask for you is, would a okay. Blu-ray uh, upscaled on a Kogan TV look better as compared to a Blu-ray upscaled on a Panasonic or a Samsung or an LG TV? And the answer there is no. Yeah. Um, no. Because, because okay. the, even, even TCL... Uh, um, you know, second tier yeah. company, but they talked in great detail about their their upscaling technology and what they're putting into it. And I think my concern is, I'd want I want you to wait until you'd seen an absolute. And I'm not this person, but a real TV guru uh, review the Kogan TV. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what the review will look like. Well, it will say I wouldn't have brought one until I'd read a review. Yeah, I'm fine anyway. Yeah, I would. I'd be trusting a company, you know, one of the reviewers who do only TVs from like CNET or someone like yeah. that, because people like me and okay. and with respect yeah. to uh, Stephen Fennick would probably have a good eye for it as well. Um, but what because okay. what yeah. you want is yeah. is you want to know the upscale is actually doing a really good job. Otherwise, it's yeah. just not yeah. going to look any better than just a really good quality fifty five inch um, HD TV. Yeah, I've seen the eighty five inch LG. Um, 4K TV upscale of Blu-ray and that looked nice but then that was $15,000 so I think it would be (laughs) look my my suspicion is that this Kogan TV will be beautiful it's actually a very nice looking television I'll give it that um it's yep. it's it's got it, it's a great looking television does good quality TV 
good quality high definition. It will do great quality 4K directly from a 4K uh, generator, like a yep. PC or something. But I'm I'm just a bit yep. skeptical yet about the upscaling capabilities of it. Okay. Oh, well, I'll wait to read a couple of reviews before I decide to buy one. Yeah, I mean, look, you've got a 50-inch plasma plasma's yeah, going to serve you well for another six months yeah. or so anyway. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, I want to get a new one before the World Cup anyway. So oh, yeah. I'll, hopefully, there'll be, a few, there'll be a few reviews out of the TV before then, and then I'll make up my mind. There'll be some bloody good okay. deals going on around May. Uh, as you just get really close mm-hmm. to the World Cup, I reckon there'll be some really big promo deals going at the big retailers to try and get you in there to buy TVs because you've got to remember there's no reason to buy a new TV anymore. Digital TV is here, analog switched off. There's no reason to buy a new TV anymore other than, wow, couldn't the World Cup look better or, wow, have you got a 4K generator? So there'll be deals yeah, around the World yeah. Cup for sure. Yep, excellent. All right, okay, Alan. Then. Good I'll, on you, mate. I'll wait to read a few reviews, and then um, I'll make up my mind nearer the World Cup. Good luck, and I, I look forward to Thanks hearing for... hearing what you end up doing, mate. Do do let me know. All right. Thank you very much, Trevor. Good on you, mate. Yeah. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. And that's a wrap. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Um, really enjoying the new studio, I've got to be honest with you. Uh, I'd love to know whether you notice a difference in sound, whether you hate the sound. That would really annoy me because it costs me a lot of money. Um, what you think of the sound of the show. Um, uh, even just the microphone I'm talking into is new. The mixer that it goes through is unbelievable technology. I'm loving it. Um, I appreciate my wife's patience as I assembled it. Um, and just generally very happy and satisfied person who does podcasting and radio stuff right now. Uh, it's great to great to have your company here on episode 223. As I repeat now and then, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. Uh, my public Facebook posts are available to, to subscribe to as well, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. Uh, you can hear me on the radio every Saturday afternoon with Tim Webster on 2UE in Sydney. Uh, 2UE.com.au is, um, is the... Uh, website and and you'll find the streaming there at four o'clock every Saturday afternoon. Um, of you know, radio stations in your area. If you if I'm not on a radio station in your area, do send me an email. I'm, I'll get in touch with them. Let's let's lobby to have me on just to chat about technology like I do with Mark Parton on breakfast on like two double C in Canberra every Tuesday morning. And uh, you can uh, check me gibbering about technology news on Wake Up uh, with James Matheson and Tasha Belling on Channel Ten now and then. And uh, every now and then on uh, Current Affair, talking technology as well. All over the joint, trying to help you with technology in your life. That's the purpose of what I do. That's the reason I do this show. It is called Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, Talk to you next week. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.